Welcome in to The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of The Degenerate Gambler. And uh, we have two podcasts that come out each week. One that comes out on Tuesdays. We look back at the week that was with our bets in college football and the National Football League. And our podcast that will drop on Friday morning will be our bets for the upcoming college football and National Football League week. We do want to remind you to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to a podcast. As we get into our first segment, we will look at the college football weekend first. And after having a tough weekend the week before, we actually did pretty good this past weekend. We hit on six of our ten bets in college football, plus we hit one of our two upsets as well. That brings our college football record to the, uh, of the sea on the season to 16, 19, and 1, and our upset record to 7 and 5. Overall, we are 31, 26, and 1, and 10 and 9 are upset picks. Uh, we'll do our National Football League records and all that uh, in our second segment when we talk about the NFL bets. Uh, we'll look back now at week five, and uh, we didn't miss on LSU as a 13 and a half point favorite at Missouri. Missouri actually won that game. Uh, Straight up 45-41, getting a goal line stand when LSU had four chances inside the one-yard line to score in the final moments. Uh, Missouri gets the goal line stand and the victory. Uh, A little bit surprised by that. I figured LSU uh, would would win rather easily. I really liked them when they were at home. And maybe having to go to Columbia on short notice and uh, play an earlier game than was anticipated. Maybe they had something to do with it. I didn't feel like it was going to be an issue. Uh, it turned out it was an issue as LSU loses uh, to Missouri, and we lose that bet. We had North Carolina State as an eight-point underdog to win at Virginia, and uh, North Carolina State knocked off the Virginia Cavaliers to uh, uh, not only win that bet, but to uh, uh, not only to win the bet, but uh, also straight up uh, was NC State with the victory. Over uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, NC State was an eight-point underdog going into that game, uh, but came away victorious uh, in uh, the process. Also, uh, we missed on Florida as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Texas A&M. Florida lost on a field goal in the final seconds to A&M, 41-38, so they lost straight up on that one. Florida had control of that game, led at 28-17 in the third. Uh, Couldn't put Texas A&M away. Had trouble uh, stopping A&M on the ground in the second half after having some success in the first half in that regard. And uh, it came back to haunt the Gators. Uh, they suffered their first loss of the season. And A&M picks up a big victory over Florida one week after getting uh, just absolutely manhandled uh, by uh, Alabama the week before. Uh, we hit on South Carolina as a 13.5-point favorite at Vanderbilt. Carolina won 41-7. Game really not in doubt. I thought that was one of the easier bets to make this weekend, uh, and it covered uh, rather easily. Vanderbilt's just Vanderbilt's just terrible, and uh, their game with Missouri scheduled for this uh, upcoming weekend has actually now been postponed uh, due to some COVID concerns within the uh, Vanderbilt program. They actually only had 56 players uh, for the uh, game with South Carolina, you're supposed to have at least no more than 50, or excuse me, at least 53 players in order to play uh, uh, during this COVID season for the college football side of things. 
but it looks like they may be under that, and it's why that's been postponed and moved to December 12th. The SEC had actually built in a uh, bye week, uh, the week of December 12th, to reschedule games if they needed to be rescheduled, and that one is the first one in the SEC that has to be rescheduled and, and will be rescheduled for December 12th. But South Carolina covered as a 13.5-point favorite at Vanderbilt, winning 41-7. to Iowa State also covered as a 12 and a half point favorite over Texas Tech at Texas Tech. I or excuse me at Iowa State. Iowa State won it 31 to 15. Texas Tech scored a touchdown with uh, less than 30 seconds to go to close the gap to 31 15, and that's the only reason it got close uh, for us. But Iowa State, another team that was in control from the outset, uh, they jumped out 31 uh, 7 and uh, just really cruised from there. Iowa State picks up a huge victory for us. Uh, on Saturday. We did miss on Auburn as a 13.5 point favorite against Arkansas. Auburn won it 30-28 to uh, with some controversy involved uh, in that game. I think most people have already heard about what happened. Uh, Bo Nix had uh, went to go spike the football uh, for, uh, for Auburn to try to set up the game-winning field goal. He bobbled, he muffed the snap actually, picked it up and then spiked it, but did so by spiking it backwards uh, and at first, I don't think anyone really caught that, and I definitely don't think the officials caught that. Uh, but when they went to replay, they saw what had happened, but uh, determined that you know there wasn't a uh, immediate recovery by Arkansas in order for uh, the Razorbacks to get the football after the whistle was already blown. And uh, if you watch the replay, you do see that there was not an immediate recovery. Uh, there was some bobbling of the ball between both teams. Mainly Arkansas was trying to get on it. The ball would squirt away. Uh, so once they finally recovered it, they determined it was uh, not immediate enough. And Auburn was able to get the football and uh, kick the field goal to win it. And did so uh, winning 30-28. to But it did not win for us on our bets because Auburn had to win by 14 in order for us to win. And they did not do that. So that is a loss in our column. We hit on Kansas State, 8.5-point underdogs at TCU. Kansas State actually won that game 21-14 without their starting quarterback, Skylar Thompson, who's out for the season with an, uh, after having surgery of an up, upper body injury. They did not release what the actual injury was, uh, but he is out for the season. He was out for this game, and Kansas State still found a way to go into Fort Worth and pick up a big win over TCU a week after TCU had knocked off uh, the Texas Longhorns. So that was a win for us as well. Clemson, 14-point favorites at home against Miami of Florida. That hit for us as Clemson won uh, rather easily, 42-17. Miami got one offensive touchdown, also got a touchdown on a blocked field goal return, and that was all Miami could do. Uh, Clemson went up and down the field on the Hurricanes, uh, pretty much scored at will, uh, winning at 42-17, so that was a cover uh, for, for us in our bets. Ole Miss also covered for us as 23.5-point underdogs uh, at home against Alabama. Ole Miss loses 63-48, but they only lost by 15, so we covered since they didn't lose by more than 23. Uh, and the funny thing about that game is Alabama scored on all but two possessions in the game. One of them, they fumbled at the one-yard line, and Ole Miss recovered. The other one, they had to punt from the 40-yard line. So I saw the stat, and I don't remember the actual number, uh, total offense and uh, what they were projected to get. I do know that they were projected 
I think actually, I think I do have the numbers in front of me. Uh, Alabama had seven hundred and uh, what was it? Seven hundred and forty, or sorry, seven hundred twenty-three yards of offense. Their max amount of offense they could have gotten in the game was seven hundred and sixty-four. So basically, forty-one yards is all they did not get of the max total of offense they could have gotten in this game. That was a mind-blowing stat. Ole Miss hung with them. Ole Miss got 647 yards of offense themselves, 379 passing, 240 or 268 rushing. Alabama, by the way, 417 yards passing, 306 yards rushing in, in the game. Uh, it was the epitome of a shootout. Uh, Ole Miss just didn't have enough bullets, and Alabama had plenty of bullets, and they won it 63-48. But for us, that was a cover because we had Ole Miss plus 23 and a half. In the other game, Notre Dame a 21-point favorite at home against FSU. Notre Dame only won by 16, 42-26. Notre Dame kind of puzzled me a little bit. They they did not play very well uh, against Florida State. Gave up 17 points in the first quarter to the Seminoles. Uh, and it was quite disappointing, Notre Dame's performance. I really felt like they would blow Florida State clean out of the water. And they won comfortably, don't get me wrong, but they didn't win in the fashion they should have won, and it cost us a, a bet in that regard. So uh, we went 6-4 and four in, our, in our 10 bets on college football. Now on the upset side of things, we, hit, uh, we missed an upset first, and that was Virginia Tech. We said they would go to North Carolina and pick up a victory. Virginia Tech still missing a bunch of players, and it still shows uh, with the Hokies. They uh, really ran out of gas, uh, lost 56-45 to North Carolina. Uh, Virginia Tech gave up so much on offense to North Carolina. They gave up 656 yards of offense to North Carolina, including 399 rushing in that loss. So we missed on that one. However, we hit on Boston College in overtime, beating Pittsburgh 31-30. Pittsburgh missed an extra point in overtime that cost them dearly, and Boston College gets the win 31-30. BC also had to score late uh, to uh, force the game into overtime. Excuse me, no, Pitt had to kick a field goal late uh, to force overtime with 40 seconds left. Uh, Alex Kessman with a 58-yard field goal. Then he turns around and misses the extra point in overtime uh, after Boston College had scored and hit their extra point. So BC wins for us 31-30. So we split our upset bets. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and then we'll turn our attention to our National Football League bets and then kind of look ahead at some of the uh, spreads coming up uh, this upcoming week in college football and the National Football League. We'll do that in just a moment. This is The Degenerate Gambler. Back here on The Degenerate Gambler, your sports betting podcast. Remember our motto, you only get rich if you bet irresponsibly. And as uh, we get into our second segment now, we'll turn our attention to the National Football League. We went 3-2 and two in our NFL uh, bets um, on Sunday. We're 15-7 and seven overall and 3-4 and four in our upset picks as we missed our lo- lone upset pick on the NFL side of things on Sunday. We'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles. We had them at, at a 7-point underdog against Pittsburgh. They ended up losing by 9, 38-29. Uh, Philadelphia's defense really let them down. Uh, and they gave up a long touchdown pass on third and eight with about three minutes to go and a chance to get the ball back 
to actually win the game and give us our cover. So we kind of got a bad beat on that one. Pittsburgh won it 38-29. Uh, Steelers went up and down the field on the Eagles. The Eagles matched them as much as they could. Came from 17 down, got within two uh, before losing 38-29. So we get a loss there. We had Carolina as a two-point underdog at Atlanta taking on the Falcons. And once again, the Falcons lose, uh, this time to the uh, Carolina Panthers, as Carolina picked up a, a big win by the final of 23-16. So them winning straight up gives us our win as a two-point underdog. Uh, so Carolina gets a victory for us. We had Arizona as a seven-point favorite to win at the New York Jets. And the Cardinals won uh, easily 30-10. to The Jets are the worst team in the National Football League. And Arizona needed needed to get back on the winning side of things after losing two in a row. The Cardinals did the, just that uh, and ended up uh, winning 30-10. to uh, Kyler Murray looked pretty good in the process uh, for, the, uh, for the Cardinals as uh, he uh, threw for uh, 380 yards uh, in the uh, in the victory for uh, the uh, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Took me a second to catch that. He also ran for 31 yards in a score as well. So we get a win there. We also had the Los Angeles Rams, seven-point favorites to win at Washington. They also won, won 30 to 10 and won rather easily in that one. Never really threatened by the uh, Redskins. And uh, Jarrett Goff threw for 309 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick uh, in the victory. They did fall behind seven. Excuse me. They, yeah, they did fall behind seven to six after one quarter of play. But after that, it was all Rams. They outscored Washington the last three quarters, 24 to three, uh, to pick up the victory and give us our victory as well. And then we missed on the Sunday night game. Seattle was seven point favorites at home against the Minnesota Vikings. They needed a field goal. Uh, on the final play of the game, I say the final play of the game, they needed a touchdown, actually, with 15 seconds to go. DJ Metcalf catches a six-yard touchdown pass from Russell Wilson. Uh, the extra point uh, was no good because they went for two and, and failed. Ended up winning 27-26. Russell Wilson threw for 217 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Also ran for 58 yards. He was the leading rusher and passer for Seattle on Sunday night. But we get a loss there. And that gives us a 3-2 and two record on the day. Our upset pick, we had Jacksonville to go to Houston and pick up a victory uh, as a six-point underdog. Houston won it 30-14. to 14. Uh, And we took that upset pick based on a trend. And it had been the trend that teams that had replaced their head coaches during the season had not won the following game uh, since 2017. Uh, we went the, went the trend. The trend failed us. Uh, Texans were the better team and are the better team. Uh, Jacksonville got 300 yards passing from Gardner Minshew, but 359 yards passing from, uh, from, uh, Derek Watson, or excuse me, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, was the difference in that one. Uh, Jacksonville actually led the game seven to three in the second quarter. Uh, they were down 13, seven going into the fourth and down 20 to 14 with about 10 minutes to go and uh, it got away from them Houston gets the victory 20 or excuse me 30 to 14 so we went 0 and 1 on our upset bets 3 and 2 in our NFL bets and for the season we are 31 26 and 1 overall that's combining college and the NFL and 10 and 9 in our upset picks 
combined. Now broke down college, we're 16, 19, and 1, but 7 and 5 in our upset. So we are ahead money-wise on the college side of things, even though we have three more uh, loss bets than one bets because of our upset picks. Uh, the NFL, we're actually doing really well. We're 15 and 7 overall in the NFL, 3 and 4 in our upset picks. So we are having uh, quite a bit of success uh, with our bets so far uh, in, as we get into the middle of October. We'll take a look now at some of the, uh, up, uh, some of the upcoming action uh, and some of the spreads that are coming up uh, this week. We'll start on the uh, college football side of things. And uh, Florida, a 13.5-point favorite at home against <clears throat> against LSU. Uh, that may be a little bit of a high spread just because uh, Florida's defense is terrible. So is LSU's, and it may be the team that gets the, has the ball last wins this game. Uh, so I'm not really sure I like that bet a whole lot. I may change my mind as the week goes on, but at this point, I don't think that's a bet we're going to touch. Uh, Clemson, a 27-point favorite at Georgia Tech. Uh, Clemson uh, should win that one rather easily. You do wonder if they might have a letdown from the big game against Miami the week before. The game is on the road. Georgia Tech picked up a huge win over Louisville last week. Uh, it could be an interesting game, but Clemson minus 27. It's hard to bet against Clemson giving up any points right now. Uh, they could be giving up 40. And it's still hard to bet against them uh, when it comes to the Clemson Tigers. Miami going to look to bounce back at home against Pitt. They're 10.5-point favorites in that one. Auburn's a 3.5-point favorite at South Carolina. That game's a little bit on the intriguing side. Tennessee, a 6-point favorite at home against Kentucky. Does Tennessee have a letdown after a huge game against Georgia the week before? Uh, it is a prime letdown spot for the Volunteers and a Kentucky team that shut down Mississippi State last week uh, to get their first win of the season. Maybe they're building a little bit of momentum. That game is... Uh, quite interesting uh, coming up. Also on Saturday, we got uh, Notre Dame, 17-point favorites at home against Louisville. Uh, Louisville's not very good at all. Uh, I think we've seen that now. They're 1-3. Uh, Notre Dame uh, should have beat Florida State bigger than they did, and it cost us one of our bets. And uh, But at the same time, I think that's a nice spread for Notre Dame at, seven, at minus 17. Uh, Ole Miss, a three-point favorite at Arkansas. Uh, this game, it's going to be a lot like the Florida LSU game, I think. It's going to be the last team that has the ball wins the game. Uh, I'm not sure as good as Arkansas's defense has played this season. I'm not sure they've got enough to uh, uh, to uh, stop the Ole Miss offense because Alabama couldn't stop it. I'm not sure anyone's stopping this Ole Miss offense. The question is, can the Arkansas offense, which started to show some signs of life this week, can they match score for score with Ole Miss? Because probably going to have to in order to win this one. Texas A&M, a six and a half point favorite at Mississippi State. Uh, that might be a spread too low. Mississippi State has scored a combined 16 points the last two weeks after everyone, including myself, fawned over uh, the air raid offense and what it did to LSU in week one for Mississippi State. It's suddenly been figured out. A&M's got the horses on the defensive side to limit Mississippi State by playing that zone. Uh, their defense isn't very good, Texas A&M's, but at the same time, uh, I don't know if you have to have a good defense to to, uh, to shut Mississippi State down. Uh, you just have to force them to be impatient, and Kentucky did a very good job of that last week. Arkansas did the week before, 
and the blueprint's out. Now it's up to Mike Leach and Mississippi State to figure out a way to uh, uh, to combat that. Right now, I like A and M as a six and a half point favorite to win at Mississippi State. Uh, Florida State hosting North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina favored by thirteen at Florida State. Uh, that may be a little bit low as well. I think I really like North Carolina right now as a thirteen point favorite uh, to win at Florida State. Uh, we also have, uh, the biggest game of the weekend, Alabama, six point favorite at home against Georgia. This game, this game is the game of the year to this point, and it should be an unbelievable game. And, uh, for whatever atmosphere Alabama can have, it'll have a great atmosphere. Nonetheless, uh, it's a night game on CBS, uh, I like Alabama right now, even as a six-point favorite, even after what happened last week with Ole Miss, because I think Ole Miss is going to do that to everybody. And Ar- and Georgia doesn't have to actually play Ole Miss uh, this year, so they don't have to worry about it. I think Alabama will correct some things. I- I'm not sold on Georgia's offense at all with Stetson Bennett. I think he's good enough to win almost every game, but I don't know if he's good enough to beat Alabama. And I think that may be the key in that one. Uh, one other one, Virginia Tech, 11-point favorite at home against Boston College. Uh, Virginia Tech, I wonder how many players are going to get back. I think that's the key to this one. Right now, I like Boston College in the points. Uh, BC's won three in a row, uh, sitting at 3-1 and one now in the season. Virginia Tech coming off a loss to North Carolina last week, in which they gave up 56 points. Now, Boston College not even close to North Carolina in their offensive potency. But if Virginia Tech is still missing – all these players going into this week, it's going to be a problem. And even if they get them back, these are guys that probably hadn't played in two or three weeks. How effective will they be? I think that's something you have to think about as well when it comes to Boston College and Virginia Tech on Saturday night. All right, we'll move on to the NFL and look at some of the spreads. Now, we don't look at all of them. We're just looking at some of them. And uh, we'll do the same with the NFL. Uh, Baltimore, seven-and-a-half-point favorite at Philadelphia. Uh, I think the Eagles are playing better football the last couple of weeks, uh, but Baltimore is really good, and uh, that that's one that uh, I'm on the fence on whether we'll do that bet or not. Uh, I am an Eagles fan, and I'm not really wanting to bet with my team. Uh, I've split those so far, and really had a bad beat on the one I lost yesterday. Uh, right now, I'm leaning the Eagles to stay within a touchdown, but I don't know if we're going to make that bet at all when it comes down to it. Uh, we also have Indianapolis seven and a half point favorites at home against Cincinnati. The Bengals got shut down by the Ravens last week, held to just three points. Uh, the Colts are coming off a loss as well to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Colts at home, I think they bounce back. Uh, seven and a half is that hook is the issue. Uh, so we'll see how that goes as the week goes on. Minnesota three and a half point favorites at home against Atlanta. Atlanta fired Dan Quinn, their head coach, uh, on Sunday night. Uh, Vikings coming off a heartbreaking loss to Seattle. Uh, neither team really has much going for them, uh, but I kind of like the Vikings at three and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, again, Atlanta interim coach Minnesota won the week, won two weeks ago, lost on a heartbreaker last week. Maybe they're getting things figured out. Uh, let's see, the Giants are three point favorites at home against Washington. Giants played fairly well against Dallas on Sunday. Uh, Washington, not so much against the Rams. It's going to be an ugly game. Uh, I'll probably lean Giants early on. Pittsburgh, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against uh, the Cleveland Browns. 
Uh, I wasn't impressed with Pittsburgh. I really wasn't. Uh, defensively, they're pretty good. Offensively, I mean, they they got lucky. They played the Philadelphia Eagle defense, I think, uh, who forgot to cover Chase Claypool, who had all four touchdowns that Pittsburgh had on Sunday. I don't think the Browns will make that mistake. It'll be interesting. Uh, I kind of like the Browns uh, at plus three and a half right now. Uh, Miami, eight-point favors at home against the Jets. Dolphins probably played uh, probably the most impressive game of the weekend uh, by uh, just dismantling the San Francisco 49ers in in uh, San Francisco. Uh, 43-17. Maybe that Fitz Magic is still there. Dolphins is an eight-point favorite. I kind of like that right now. Uh, the game of the week will be Green Bay. One and a half point favorites at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off the loss to the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Green Bay unbeaten on the season. Uh, I think the Packers, even in Tampa, I think the Packers look pretty good in that one. Also, you got the Rams as a three point favorite at home against, or excuse me, at San Francisco, taking on the 49ers, who are playing the third straight home game. Uh, this one against the Rams. Uh, San Francisco's lost two in a row. Got absolutely manhandled by the Dolphins, as we mentioned a moment ago. Uh, the Rams handled Washington pretty easily. Uh, I kind of like the Rams in that one. And uh, there'll be two Monday night games next week. Uh, you got Kansas City at, at Buffalo. Right now, there is not a spread on that one. It's off the board. Uh, but there should be a spread by the time we make our picks on uh, on Friday. And also, Arizona, three-point favorites at Dallas. Dallas lost Dak Prescott for the season on a just horribly gruesome injury. Uh, he dislocated and fractured his ankle, and uh, he's gone for the season. Cardinals coming off a big win uh, last week, and their offense is one of the better offenses in, in the NFL, and Dallas has the worst defense in the league. Uh, I really like Arizona in that one. So that's kind of the look ahead. Uh, to uh, next week, uh, to the uh, to this upcoming weekend's action. On Friday, we'll come back. We'll make our bets. We'll do our college bets and our NFL bets. And uh, we'll also pick some upset possibilities, upsets as well. We've done fairly good in our upsets, our combined upset record right now uh, between the college football and the National Football League is 10 and 9 so we've hit 10 of our 19 upset picks so far so uh, pay attention to those as well uh remember to subscribe and rate the podcast you can do so at apple Podcasts, google play spotify anywhere you listen to podcast and uh, we'll be back on friday with our bets and we'll look to to get things going a little bit better in college football which we had a good week last week at six and four we'll look to try to build on that our NFL picks were three and two last week, but we've had a good a run in the NFL since week one of the season. Uh, we'll look to build on that as well. We'll do all that on Friday. So until then, this is the Degenerate Gambler.